little bit after 2 o'clock. It's Eric. It's Alex. You look lovely as always. Oh, thank you. Let me take this big thing out of your face so I can see you. Um, We have to go back to Friday. There are some things to get to. We have to go back to Friday. Yes. Um, Because I'm going to see you're cooled off now, which makes for the more emotion, the more more pitch things are, the better the content. So you're probably much more reasoned about it. You've gotten over it. But I did tell people on Friday that uh, I you, you had some prime podcast content as you were violated. Uh-huh. I exposed yeah, and so violated. I didn't say anything at all. I think I just said it had something to do with it at home. Yeah. So the, the floor is yours to whatever degree you'd like to discuss that. I mean, I am a private, my home right now, I'm very private about. I'm also like uh, unhappy with my home situation, which we do talk about. I'm in a very small apartment, just Thomas and I. With our two dogs and a cat, I've outgrown the place. So it isn't to my standards by any means. Like, I don't let you come over. I don't have friends over. I don't let people drop stuff off. You just know, don't come to my place because I will pretend like I'm not inside. <laughs> um, because it's not to my standards and it's a little bit personal for me, right? Um, because I think related to mental health and our wellness, our home space is. For me, at least, it's what makes me feel good inside and makes me relax easier and those kinds of things. So it's always been on the surface. That's kind of one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be able to move soon. Um, but um, also, Thomas and I have very personal items at home. We have things that are dan- that could be considered dangerous, things that could be considered valuable, and things that could be considered very private slash embarrassing. And um, in our apartment, they are a really great apartment complex in that they check our furnace every year as we get to the time, which is sad, as we get to the time where we need to start turning our furnace on. And then um, they do one other kind of inspection. I don't remember what it is. Air conditioning and filters? No, the furnace filter replacement happens at that time. Um, No, there's another one in the spring. I can't remember what it is. But they'll also check the smoke detector batteries and they'll do all of those things. We always have a right to schedule an appointment. So when something like that happens, you have a right to call and say, hey, I don't want anyone in my apartment while I'm not home. I'd like to schedule an appointment. And that process is the work order that they have for you, they'll pull and then they'll put it aside for you to be called and scheduled at a later date. And I've always done that. We don't allow anyone in our unit unless it's an emergency, which we know we have no control over. Um, we don't allow anyone in our unit without us there because Pete is afraid of humans and he could bite them, if I'm being honest. Um, Kitty likes to run out of the door. There's a lot of variables. And just that way I know, like, hey, don't have your panties on the floor in front of the laundry room because somebody's going to be coming in, you know, just in general. Um, and that was supposed to happen last week. I did my due diligence and called and scheduled an inspection. And I was a little uneasy about that call, but I said, you know what? No big deal. And then I put a note on my door, which would have been the day of the inspection and said, Hey, you know, I called and scheduled an appointment. So please don't enter my apartment, underlined it, bold in that. And I come home and they entered my apartment. The note that I had left was on the floor inside of the apartment, so they had to have taken it off the door and thrown it on the floor, and then the inspection was completed, and I was besides myself. And your underwear was missing. No, nothing was missing, but my underwear and bras were, like, 
where they usually are when it's time for them to be clean towards the end of the week. So in the laundry room area, which is right when you walk in. So my apartment is set up that you walk in my front door and you immediately see where my washer and dryer is behind a closet. So they were right where you walk in and um, the dogs were out and freaking out, by the way. Like as soon as I opened the door, they both tried to push themselves out of the door. So they were uneasy. Um, Thomas's rifle was out. Um, because he had been working on it. So it was like on the bed, like an assault rifle right there on the bed. And we, we believe in locking things up. We have gun safes, not big enough for that, but just in for our uh, smaller guns. And, but when you don't expect somebody in your apartment, you know what I mean? You don't, if we knew we had done the due diligence and the the gun was out because he was going to be continuing working on it the next day, you see what I mean? Like that could be dangerous. Oh, I get it. And, um, our adult things were out because I'm an adult. I don't have any damn kids. I don't need to put that stuff away. You know what I mean? It's just Thomas and I have a great life together. (laughs) I I mean, if I were a woman and I I had, and I had certain toys that I I would rub in certain spots, I would be concerned the dogs might come after them. No, they're in a, they're somewhere where they can't get to them. You say that now. <laughs> but it just, it. I was beside myself. Like I was having an out-of-body experience. I immediately went to my mom's and I was yelling. And the look that my mom gave me was just like. You like, were very angry. I was. And I went into the office and I screamed and I cried a little. And I do have, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I do have kind of a traumatic history of somebody entering my unit before I moved to Toledo when I lived in Cleveland. And. Um, I would come home. There were three different days I came home from work and it was outside of my normal time. And there was one day where ESPN was on the TV. The TV was on and the volume was at like 60 and ESPN was on and I never watch ESPN. So there was no reason for that to be on. And then I came home another day early because I was sick and my back door was open and my bedroom light was on. And, And at the time to get into my apartment, you come in through the back door. So the back door was you come in through a screen door and then you're in like a patio and then my back bedroom door is right there my patio door was open and my bedroom door was open and my light was on and so somebody was in my apartment and so I had to call the police and the police would sit in the parking lot and kind of survey the area for weeks after that because I was living on my own and I was really scared so I, I just don't allow stuff like that and I felt like I had done my due diligence I had done all the right steps to ensure that that didn't happen I had come into the office to reschedule the date because I knew it was important for them to do the inspection and get that done and completed and I still felt like somebody multiple people and I tend not to be difficult like this but I said when I called the office I spoke to the leasing agent that was step one that was the first person that should have done what they needed to do. And then I did the extra step of putting the note on the door. That's step two. So that meant the maintenance department should have seen that and walked away. And both parties failed in this case, you know, because my work order was still in the list. They'd still had a work order for my inspection, which meant that the leasing agent had not pulled it from the pile like she was supposed to do. And um, so there were two failures here. And I was just furious like my apartment was not anywhere near the standard that I would allow acceptable especially with me being sick and like you know what I mean like it's just been a busy rough summer rough few weeks and Thomas and I admit and we're making changes to give us more time to be able to give back to you know what I mean our goals and one of them is a home like creating a better place for us to live and even at the apartment, you know what I mean? Even doing spring cleaning, which I haven't done yet. So I was just furious. I, I was 
beside myself. I was embarrassed and I felt exposed and I felt I call I I called them out on their negligence. I'm like this is unacceptable. What and did they, did you get any resolution? I I don't I mean I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like you owe me a one month's rent credit. I I didn't fight. Like I don't think I had any intention other than ex- completely like dressing them down about what happened. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I had any intention of, I don't, I didn't expect a resolve. You know what I mean? So I haven't heard anything other than the initial phone call of, I'm so absolutely sorry. That's completely unacceptable. All this, uh, I assure you is not some giant sexual euphemism because we were taught there was adult things. <laughs> we talked about coming in the back door. Thomas's, oh, yes. Thomas's rifle was out. Was out. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no. It was just um, all of those things happened. Are you feeling better? You you have to be feeling better than you where you were at that time, right? Yeah, I think I'm a little more relaxed. I mean, just from what I've heard the and the, and the, this person that this maintenance person that went in clearly is a bonehead. Like you even wrote your name. Like you didn't even you know what I mean? Like there's you didn't even hide this. Like it was just so I'm just like I, you I feel bad for you. And I know that it sounds like there were more occurrences, so I wasn't the only one. Um, and so I think if there's like screws loose, wires not firing, then maybe there's also no judgment. You with, know what you I mean? You mean with the person? Yeah. yeah What's well, good of you to think that rather than um, the opposite end and there's some type of predator, which is possible, but it's good of you to think not, that. Not but, this time in Cleveland, right. absolutely, but not right. this time. <laughs> you, I mean, you work with these kinds of people. Sure. So, And we know maybe you went through this, this process of it's hard to find people right now and maybe the bar was lowered and they gave someone a job who would not... Um, always be acceptable in that role. So I, I, I think, I hope you get some answers and at least an apology. I did get an apology, an initial apology. Mm. Um, and I mean, I like sent an e- I did what I knew I needed to do so that it went up to corporate as well. So <laughs> sent an email, put it in the portal. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm not, like I said, I'm not like aggressively looking for compensation. You know what I mean? I'm not suing for damages. I just was really disappointed and exposed and violated and upset. And they felt it that day. And it's very Good. rare for me. Very rare. You're entitled to But a, they got it. <laughs> they got it. You're you're entitled to a blow up. Um, I was thinking about something else uh, in regards to your home and whatnot. Mm-hmm. How many times have you taken that kayak out? All of the times that I've had opportunities to, I've had something going on this weekend. So, And if I can take time off, I'll take it out. I haven't taken it out. I've had intention to almost every week, and I have not had a chance to take it out. And it's not because I don't like – that's a sensitive subject. It's not because I don't have an interest. Oh, I I have an interest every single week. That thing's about a year old now. It is a year old. With your possession, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is a year old. And I've never, I, I recall very few times where you said you were out on a kayak. I want to get out there so bad. And I'm also not going to go out by myself. I'm still too inexperienced. So I have to make sure, like my, <clears throat> my two friends that also have kayaks, we have to line up our schedules at the same time. And um, we just haven't been able to do that. So um, Let me switch things up. I saw today uh there's a are you familiar with a business called miller diversified no okay i I know the name i don't know exactly what they do um 
They are attempting a four-day work week. Oh, I love them already. We have never had this discussion before, and this has been a thing that mm-hmm. people have kicked around for a while. I know there's some, um, maybe some places around the country in small pockets that are attempting it, and maybe in other countries that may be baking right now. Do you know only 5% of European households have air conditioners? I heard it was 1%. So I called Karis yesterday. She has no air conditioning, and her job has no air conditioning. Yeah, they don't need it. No. Except for this week. (laughs) Um, It was like 104 with Philip the other day in London. 104. So um, the the four-day work week thing... I want to now look. There's plenty of other things to yell about, yell about right now. But I'm curious to see where this goes. I'd like it to go somewhere. My personal thoughts are: I think they're still doing like a 40 hour work week at mm-hmm. this place. Now, most a lot of people don't have 40 hour work weeks anymore. Right. Um, and if it was just in this vacuum, I don't know. I don't. And work is fluid these days, especially mm-hmm. with work from home and where that stands with things and how you might involve this. Um, I just couldn't imagine trying to get business done during a normal work week with someone who is only like who someone is is housed in those forty hours of four days of the week. Like if I send you an email late Thursday afternoon, and we'll just assume they do Monday through Thursday. I'm trying to get business done, and I don't. I don't get a response Friday, Saturday, Sunday until Monday. It would. It would seem to be very challenging to do business if this didn't become a mass movement. Personally speaking, I appreciate the flexibility that I have always had. Now, granted, I am locked. In, I've always been locked in a studio, but it's not for eight hours. It's three to four hours, and those times. Unless there's an emergency, um, I am here. Other than that, I appreciate my flexibility. I, whether it's the amount of hours in a week mm-hmm. or um, I just ran to Walmart to get some protein bars and a transformer. I've always appreciated the flexibility mm-hmm. and sometimes that has impeded in my personal time, mm-hmm. but I don't have a family that I have to tend to. So if, there's a, if I think of writing an email at nine o'clock, I can. I don't expect a response or I can answer it as much. But I think these are very, uh, this is a very personal thing and could open up a thorny landscape both for individuals, families, but businesses at large. Because again, I just, I think that the, the downfall could be waiting days at a time for a response to get business done unless you're going to, you know, be on your phone outside of those, those hours. I do think that. But I think it could be helpful to make it some sort of movement. I think if once that becomes the expectation, then I think you have less frustrated people. And I think you have a higher quality of life, which at, which affects your bottom line as a business, in my opinion. If your employees are have better lives and have better work-home life balance, and we do live to work. Like, are we working to live or are we living to work? Like, we work more than we live, really. You know what I mean? Like we we spend Probably. more time working than we do just living our lives. And so I think if you can like turn the tables to balance a little bit more, then you might have a better quality candidate, a better quality employee which uh, improves your business practices and um I'm certainly not going to argue because if you send me an email on Friday, you're probably not getting a response until Monday anyway because I'm still dealing with everything else in the week, you know? But lop a day off that and now it's 
three days, but granted a weekend or mm-hmm. one full day mm-hmm. where you might not be able to get business done. Um, two things to throw back at you. One, I think a lot of people, first of all, just like we went through in the last two years, nobody wants to work. No, they don't want to work. Literally, no. Um, so you, someone finally said it. <laughs> you, you, you might not like a ten-hour workday as opposed to what you have now. Mm. Like it might, the grass might not be as green as you think. And for you, and granted, um, you have a lot of flexibility. At least from what you are sitting here right now, I just couldn't imagine. Just to use an example, and you can tear this apart as much as you want. Like, yeah, the center is going to be closed on Fridays. Oh no, no, no! I, I think I think in in social services and in nonprofits, we are some of the worst individuals to overwork ourselves, to work long hours, to work from home. You know, when before work from home even started, because we are here to serve human beings, and we need to put all of our effort into those less fortunate human beings that need us. So we have an excuse to overwork ourselves. But I personally am not doing that anymore. Like I. And that doesn't mean that I don't love that human being that I'm working on behalf of. That just means I love myself just as much. Um, and I would love it if we could get a, a, a like a mission behind that. Like if we could get more leverage behind, we are good employees. We provide quality work to the community, but we also give ourselves just as much quality um, or don't put that work before ourselves. Um yeah, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm not as flexible as you think. It's just I have to try really hard to prioritize myself over my like work, if that makes any sense. And my work is also directly connected to a passion of mine, so well, it's 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 tough, but it's necessary. The other thing is, as you started out. That is social services. You do have people. Like people, yeah. people go around the clock. Yeah, like, and that's why I say I think that there are so many services and businesses like that where you you can't say we're going to keep it within a, a confined work week. Mm-hmm. That's why maybe this has to start with like just two idiotic examples off the top of my head. Because thank God the credit union is open next to the Tim Hortons now. Thank God. Is it really? Yes. Thank God the credit is union. Is that sarcasm? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although Paul told me the other day, you might want to think about getting a credit union for whatever. Um, Hi, Paul. He's not listening. I know he's not. Um, they always used to call bankers hours, like eight to five, nine right. to five. Maybe shut down places like that because we can do so much online banking now. And if you have to get a loan, like if your day off was like Friday morning to go get a loan or whatever to do like in-person banking, sorry, you know, and maybe we start with those things where it, the work is truly confined within the shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, construction. You mm-hmm. know, you want to work at ten four four tens, great. Instead of five eights, but it's tough. Like Russ was just in here. We have a I have a thing to go to on Saturday. Totally cool. And I have been very fortunate for my the entirety of my career. But I also I work hard. I earn these liberties. Um, outside of the show, like if I'm not if I'm not coming late or whatever, my time is mine. Like it's mm-hmm. given to me, and I always managed like that and led like that. I was if your work is done satisfactorily, your time is yours. Yeah, but even if your work isn't done, because you have to think about everything that happens in the workday. I mean, for those jobs like construction, where it's very cut and dry, what you're yeah. going in and doing, that's easier. But I think for those of us that have like a million different tasks to do in one day and then whatever comes up in that day to also do in one day. Like, it's just, you have to be unapologetic about walking away from it. 
you know what I mean? And prioritizing it and then what falls in those categories to get done immediately gets done and what doesn't, it doesn't. And teaching the people around you also to risk, to, to know that this is your method. There are people and what I've worked in, in a shrinking industry for a long time was there was always the, the, the tacit silent threat of, well, if you're not going to work this hard, we'll cut you and somebody else will do it cheaper. Not anymore. Extracting that, we both do you more regularly, like purposeful work. Mm -hmm. And it is hard when, like, your job is not construction. You are not working at a bank. Like, that person can wait for their withdrawal. Mm -hmm. A person who you might have to help can't wait. And that's why I I think it, it will be best to skew within the individual for mm-hmm. the work we're talking about for those people to balance it better within themselves and their overseers overlords to manage their expectations better their own of what they demand rather than you're just gonna do you're gonna work monday to friday like 10 hour days like you cannot do that we have again and i'm not gonna name the employer <laughs> but i won't name my employer but uh those who listen probably already know but i, I mean there's a, I have a really unique perspective because I think that right now we get, you know, because we do housing in our community and we know that like top three issues of our community right now is housing. Mm-hmm. The amount of calls now come into the wellness center first. So they get funneled into the center so that emotional support can be provided while that person is finding out information about how to be housed from someone that may have just gotten evicted two days ago, somebody that's been in the shelter for three months, somebody that's living on the street. But you, that We talk to people multiple times a day. I'm talking about sometimes 10, sometimes 20 a day, five days a week that are in a a panic and a crisis. And we have two individuals to take those calls, two, right? And so we are having to do the work of saying, like those individuals, the staff that are working with that population, you know, have to prioritize themselves. And I can't imagine. And for me, it's a sign of strength because I'm in, I'm in a different place professionally. They're still taking vacation time. They're still taking time off to try to enjoy this summer. You know what I mean? And they deserve that, you know, cause these are individuals where they're, they're our only content. They're the ones returning the calls. So if we get a hundred, I'll give you some data. We had 700 calls from March to now for people experiencing homelessness, looking for housing, 700, two people handle those mm-hmm. two. I can't imagine, you know, and so they do need to be, we do the work of providing the emotional support, continuing to answer questions, continuing to take the calls from people who are like, I haven't gotten a call back yet. I called two days ago. I called yesterday. And it's like, we understand. We understand. These are some resources for you. You will get a call back from us. Continue to call us. Continue to ask us questions. You will get a call back from us. And then at the same time, the staff that are working their butts off also saying good for you for taking time off good for you for finding that window of time to give to yourself because otherwise you're going to be a shell of a person and I don't Mm -hmm. think that we can advocate for that anymore and I don't know if any company in their right mind is going to say okay well you keep taking time off when it's dire out there and so you know what I mean we're going to bring in somebody else that takes less time off when we supply the time for them to take (laughs) not 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 no I definitely think that culture shift is is happening but I know what these a lot of these places are not going to do going to staff it better I hope so. so I mean, hopefully. We're, we're, and then this is the crisis. This is the problem. This is why I thought it was a, a fascinating discussion. And why, if it's going to be effective, it's got to be in these places where 
the people's world won't end mm-hmm. if your business is only open four days a week. Sure. Um, and w- quite frankly, we're too far removed from things like that. Um, like, I could not see you sitting in a bank or <laughs> like manage. Oh, I did work for a bank once. Bank of America. It was a call center. We, I called about credit card benefits. Th- there you go. Like, w- like you that that's a job where like as soon as you leave, you're shutting it off. It, literally, yeah, yeah. I worked a first shift job, and that was my second shift job. So I would work from eight in the morning until ten thirty. And if you're not day. calling anybody on that fifth day, the world will still spin on. But you you deal with people, and yeah. again, people go around the clock. But I also think those people that we deal with, like those. You know the clients that we're dealing with, they they can benefit from a four day work week because maybe that that third that fifth day that you ordinarily would have went into the office or would have went into, you know, be do the waitress work, you're adding to your Tumblr business where you're selling tumblers on Etsy. You know what I mean? Like you're you're you have more opportunity to give value to your life well, in a way that you want. I, I don't disagree. I at all. I just think the world is so disparate and even more Agreed. and even more disparate now where um, unemployment is low uh, and a lot of people have elected to start their own business during yeah. the pandemic. Um, so th- that example you just used, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll spike it out two ways. One, maybe that person can't afford to, well, a normal work week is gone for them because they're now a small business owner. So like you work as long as you're alive, but you mentioned a waitress, mm-hmm. like, that is that's like an, an hourly job. Mm-hmm. So you you work when you get scheduled or when you're available to work. Um, and you get paid based on the um, right, amount of people, right? Like, hey, if you're like, hey, I'm taking some time off. Like, what is it? Like, you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of these jobs where you can literally, and again, it's challenging for us. And I don't know, I don't know these people who, when they leave, they don't have to, they don't have to answer email. They shut work off. It's different from us. Like our our what we do is embedded into our DNA. I have I have long thought before on my most dreary days. Maybe I should what, just go what, take what? like a mindless eight hour a day job. Don't have to worry about you know anything outside of those hours. And those jobs do exist. And those jobs are probably the places where this idea could work best. Sure. I mean, but I think if we talk about it more, like just. I don't know. We can't advocate. We're we're not going to create the the. We're not going to be the mission pushers of this. Maybe we, we can to totally call. solve. You know the who problem. we need to call? Who? Erica White. She reached out to me. She wants to have coffee. I I will be with her on Friday. Uh, who asked? Uh, Andre Tiggs' daughter reached out to me. I will be with her on Friday. And she asked me if I was going to be at the thing. It's a Nami thing. And yeah. I, was, and I saw Erica's name. I saw Diana's name. I'm sure Sonia will be there. Yes. So tell everybody that I said hi. I cannot go. Uh, Friday, Friday, fr- Friday. I have things. I've sta- uh, some some station things. You can come by and say hi. It's at the library. I'm not black. You can. Oh my god! More important reason for you to be there. Which library is it at? Maine downtown. Let me see how my day unfolds. I have a lot of juggling thing. You, uh, to turn this in a much lighter way. So some of our uh, station vehicles are mm-hmm. getting uh, rewrapped. And Josh and Jerry are driving them to someplace on Central, mm. and they asked if I would, uh, I would, you know, hustle them back by all means, you know, just pick you up, bring you back here, and you know, come back later on. Teamwork. Look at that. This will be uh, kind of hard for people to wrap their head around, but you will get it. Then I, it dawned on me, Jerry, Josh, how is one of them going to fit in my back seat? 
Oh, they're not. Why? What's in your back seat? No room. Oh, I mean, they'll be uncomfortable. They'll be fine. I don't know. Those are two big guys. They'll be fine. My back seat is tiny. So is mine. I stuff people in the back of my car no, all the time. Mike, Jerry's like, you, you have an SUV, a crossover. I'm like, fine. it's a hatchback. Okay, well, we're going to walk outside. I'm going to show you the leg room in that back seat. <laughs> I believe you. I love your car, by Jerry the way. will have to lay down. It's very cool. Have you watched anything lately? I have Apple TV, and I started, I, TikTok got me, and I started watching a movie called The Banker with, uh, oh, he's in Marvel movies. His name is escaping me. Shame on me. The what? black man that uh, has the suit. He's with Iron Anthony Man Mackie? all the time. Yes, Anthony Mackie. He, he, he is Captain America now. Love him. So I loved that movie, but then there's a <clears throat> show with Maya Rudolph called Loot. Where she is like a, a, a married to tech billionaire, didn't have a prenup, so she's the richest divorce woman in the U.S. Like a Jeff, like a Bill Gates' wife. The woman uh, that broke up with Jeff Bezos, Bezos. yeah, yes, or Bill Gates, Belinda Gates, yeah. yeah. So she's so it, it's just a story about her life, and I love it because she's so disconnected, but she's trying, and she had her own foundation, and she didn't even know, and so she had like a. She had a purpose that right there calling her, but she didn't know about. Anyway, so I've been watching that. I haven't watched a lot. We rewatched Stranger Things um, because it was so good, and I'm still kind of recovering. So obviously, you can still hear me. You can't uh, shake the cold. No, I can't. I cannot. And then it was food poisoning, and then all sorts of stuff. So um, I am just coming up for air. So who knows what I'll watch. This week. I think I might dish Netflix. I was looking for something last night and all my comfort shows are gone and it's going to hit me for like 17 bucks. Witcher? Um, nope. Didn't you watch it. You don't like Witcher? Nope. Watched the first season. There was just, all the comfort shows are gone <laughs> as I, I watched happen and which is why we are where we are now. Um, and I might keep Apple Plus because That's what I got, yeah. uh, for all mankind, it was really good. I'll I like that a lot. That. And uh, I started watching Blackbird with Taron Egerton. Hmm. It's about two weeks old. Hmm. Um, he's very good. He like it, it, It's probably not going to happen this weekend or in Comic-Con. But when and if he's ever announced as Wolverine, I am all the way in. Good. I haven't seen Thor yet. I do need to go see Thor. So I have some things to do. But I'm, st- I'm st- coming out of my... Your summer cold? My funk. My mood funk, too. Last and, I, and this is too late in the podcast to bring this up, but I'll, I will throw it at you. I told you I've not been feeling well mm-hmm. uh, for months now, and you quietly kept that. I do a good job with it. Um, <laughs> it's it's crystallized a little bit more because I had my I went and got a physical last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that anyway. My dad is always up my butt about it, but now we have to do that again for work in the window, so we get the the discounts and um, and. My doctor's great. I adore him. And he spent more time asking me about what's in between my ears because he knows me. Um, and I was surprised. Uh, do you know what my weight is? I was actually surprised it was what it was. I'm going to say yes. You can win a, a bear or something. Like we're at a carnival. 185. Fucking A. Really? Yeah. God damn, right on the nose. What are you? 185. Are you kidding? Yep. I, I have abilities, okay? Clearly. Give me a song. Test me. Sorry. Um, my blood pressure was 104 over 60. 
That's high. No. Isn't it? No, not at all. In fact, oh. I'm usually pretty low, like 110 over or 110 over 70. Okay. Did you watch, uh, my analogy was, did you see uh, the Brad Pitt movie, Ad Astra? Yes, I believe so. Love, where he has to go find his dad at Neptune. Yeah. Great movie. And he fell out, uh, he fell from the space station to Earth. Uh-huh. Like his blood, his pulse didn't move. That's me at, like with this blood pressure. Long story short, I got all this blood work done. Like Healthy as a horse. Uh, uh, like the TPD yesterday uh, when they were in here and I told them, I, you know, it's something I would think about if I were, you know, younger or whatnot. And they're like, well, why don't you do it? You know, just. Did they? Uh, and you? I'm like, I'm too old. Are and you? They, they didn't believe me. Oh, you yeah. Gotta be f- so like, I, t- I do not take for granted at all my. Youth. My physical health. My the the youthful age I look, uh, you know this. I don't take for granted how graceful and energetic the dogs have aged. <laughs> I don't take for granted how my dad is aging well. For all we know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still pretty miserable. Still mm. to show you that like that is depression in a nutshell. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have the suicidal ideations. The medications alleviate that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't get me to a point where I'm like, I am so happy that my job isn't excruciatingly hard so I can make the most of life. I am in, people would kill for the things I just illustrated. Yeah. And in some ways, I might kill for some of your struggles if you are able to be content. So, mm-hmm. what, a, what a bomb to drop at the end of the podcast. I mean, I believe you. I, I think that that's just the toughest balance of even finding balance and and also, I think that the more you talk about it, I think the more people can relate to something like that, where there's always something like you can't really quite put your finger on it, whether it's anxiety or it's depression. And you can't put your finger on what place it's actually coming from other than it's just there. It's depression. It is yeah. from my illness. Mm-hmm. I know. Exa- and, and I said I said back to my doctor, Dr. Sean, um, when we were chatting more than anything the other day, um, told him I'd been with him for seven years. He was like, wow, it's been that. And I said, you told me years ago when we have when we really got in depth with this stuff, you told me there isn't a happy pill. Yeah. So. No. Uh, well, that was that was sad. A little. You look, I mean, you look gorgeous. Today. So do you. I see a little gray in your beard. It's nice. Should I dye it out? No, you should keep it. It's very Patrick Dempsey. I have. Uh, he's not one of my favorites. You can pick somebody else. Who gives a shit? Okay. He's one of our favorites. Patrick Dempsey, yeah. the, the Gray's Anatomy guy. Yeah. Pass. McDreamy. No. McDreamy. Thank you. No, I've let this thing grow uh, a bunch. It looks good. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow we're doing. Uh, a disability awareness experience. Where is it? Do you know what the 577 is? The foundation? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's at the Ability Center. So uh, place they're going to have people come there instead of us going there. Um, I'm there. I kind of host it. I'm kind of like the point guard. And we go through disability experiences for them That's to fantastic. experience them. That's what was I on and they were uh, the Leadership Ohio call and they were there was a question of do we in Lucas County have simulations <clears throat> to help people better understand the unique populations that we serve and I think one of them was for um, refugee populations and is there a simulation to better s- to learn from their experiences I know there's one for homelessness and mental illness where you um, are in this immersive kind of now try to figure out how to apply for Medicaid while hearing voices. Mm. Now try to figure out like how to get to the bus stop to make your appointment and try to figure out how to get your prescriptions 
you know, when you have no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love experiences like that. I think it's fantastic. I'll make sure we get some pictures. Yeah. And I can't wait to be tied up and blindfolded. You've been waiting all your life. I'm tied up and blindfolded all the time. That's what maintenance saw. <laughs> and we're done. Bye. <laughs>